0: evening, everybody. It's Tuesday night, the 19th of December 2024. Time's f- ticking on quickly. It's uh, less than a week to Christmas. Um, yeah, lots of things happening, which has been great. Uh, gigs are out flying again. Music's. If you haven't bought someone uh, a music album or a release before Christmas, please Jump on Bandcamp, um, uh, probably your, your best way at this point, um, unless you can go out and buy something physically and vinyl. But I'd love to see some people jump on Bandcamp amongst any artists uh, you know or may can find. Please gift some music, which most importantly um, ends up most of the money to the artist instead of uh, get out of the streaming world for a little while, guys, and buy something um, that goes into the good hands of uh, money back to artists. So, all right, we, tonight we're going to have a chat to Al Matcott Um, This is an artist I came across probably roughly around 12 months ago. So Al's been doing his thing for a little while, but um, it was probably, I reckon I saw him before this gig, but it was this gig in particular. Um, Lully Tavern was the gig. Um, uh, DJ Pistol Pete doing his thing beforehand and Al played this gig. Uh, And I saw Al, this was kind of the old lineup um, that Al had for the night. Um, It's changed slightly since then, but... This was uh this is 12 odd months ago. Um it's an exciting time. Music's been put out now, and we get the chance tonight to speak to Al Matcott on episode 124 of So What's Been Happening. So let's bring him up. Welcome, Al. Hello. How are you, mate? Welcome to episode
1: 124 of So Thank What's you. Been Happening. Uh cool intro, man. Cheers, mate. Yeah, nice. cool.
0: Just a little bit of quick history on this show. I may not have told you, but this show was kind of born out of the bad days of COVID. Uh, Everyone was kind of well over the fact of jumping on Zoom and having a chat to everyone, yet we find ourselves a couple of years on doing exactly the same thing. But what we've done now is uh, we all got shut down overnight. Musicians obviously mean so much to us and friends of ours. Uh, A lot of them are musicians. So we thought we'd get one on who happened to be Ryan Sterling, local artist from Diamond Creek Way, jumped on Mm -hmm. the first show and literally... Played a few songs in between chats on shooting the shit of how bad we all felt. Um, yeah. We know how hard uh, Muzo's did it during that time. Uh, so good things came out of that period, I guess, but so hard for so many, as you know and we'll touch on. But um, this show now turned into a bit more of getting to know artists, um, both um, visual artists, uh, musicians and sports people as well. Uh, and that's kind of where this show's ended up. And 124 episodes later, mate, we're still kicking around.
1: Right on. Did you live? Did you live stream a bunch of Melbourne's wins in 2021? We did. It was.
0: Uh, it kind of got me through, mate. To be perfectly honest.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember being on a live stream in the game where you were playing against Geelong. Final game of the season. Max Gorn kicks it like after the siren to yeah. put you on top of the ladder.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was watching that with some Melbourne supporting friends, and uh, they were. Yeah, they were pretty chuffed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are you a Cats man?
1: No, I'm a uh I'm a North Melbourne supporter.
0: Oh, there you go. I've got got you horribly wrong. Don't know why. I, I thought you might have been a Cats man. Anyway. No, you're not um, yeah, okay. Um all right, well firstly, mate, welcome uh for coming on the show. It's it's been kind of you've been one on the list for quite some time, so please don't feel uh I've hacked through hundred artists before I've got to you, mate. But uh oh, yeah,
1: it's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Yeah, it's um it's great to have you on. Um and let's let's start off with kind of flick back all the way back to kind of your first musical memory um in the house kind of growing up. Um what happened to be playing back in a CD or tape or record? What was it back in the day? And what did you kind of hear a lot of?
1: Uh, first song I remember hearing was The Obvious Child by Paul Simon. Uh, my old man was and still is a drum teacher. And uh, so we had a studio downstairs. Used to hear a lot of music. My mum was a big folky. She used to play heaps of Bob Dylan. Um, so she got me into Bob Dylan. Dad got me into like Paul Simon, Led Zeppelin, King Crimson. Um, I think another earliest memory was... Driving with my uncle, and we were listening to Lou Reed's album New York, the one that has like Dirty Boulevard and Last Great American Whale and Christmas in February. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, around the traps or like of being a kid, it was like Blink One Eight Two, The Offspring, Green Day. Uh, I bought the Woodstock '99 CD. Um, and so, like, I found out about the Doors because Creed did a cover of Roadhouse Blues with Robbie Krieger on there. So a bit, yeah, just a little bit, a little bit before like the garage rock revival yeah. of the 2000s. So I got, I got a fair bit of like, a fair bit of grunge. I remember an early one was, is that movie Fear, which is like Mark Wahlberg. He's like a psycho ex-boyfriend, and there's a scene where he's like, um. Uh, let's say, he is on a romantic date with uh, with his girlfriend and um, they're on a roller coaster and Bush's come down is playing in the background. That's another yeah. early memory.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah real, real 90s shit.
0: Oh, is it? 90s shit, but pretty diverse too, mate. Uh, there's plenty in there.
1: Mm. Sure.
0: Um, yeah, a few of those uh, influences definitely come into mm. it into your, uh, your music. Um, and, and first instrument played for you. I know you play uh, a few things now, but, um, uh,
1: yeah, start? grew up, grew up playing the drums. And then when I was about 11, I started playing guitar.
0: Uh, why the, why the switch to guitar at that point? Um, yeah,
1: I'm an only child, so I always wanted to be a front man, I think.
0: Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, uh, and, uh, And you mentioned that, you you know, Dad was a drum teacher. Was was it kind of something you wanted to get away from the drums, really? Or was it uh, that's what frontman did, they play guitar?
1: No, uh, I still love the drums. Um, I don't play them all that often, but that's mainly because I gave away my drum kit when I moved overseas some years ago and it just hasn't turned out that I've bought myself a new new drum kit. I think my fiancé would probably get annoyed with how much um, space they take up. Uh, but no, I love the drums, uh, love the guitar, and writing songs. And um, next is I have to have to learn piano.
0: Yeah, there's always something on the list, isn't
1: there? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Some other challenge to try and master for sure. Um, mm. With your songwriting, where do you where do you kind of start? Do you start with um, guitars, or do you start with lyrics, or is it a real mix for you?
1: No, it's always starting with uh, a guitar melody 95% of the time just written on acoustic guitar. Lyrics generally take ages. Um, it's usually, usually I'll have most of the melody of the song written and then one line will come at some stage, whether it's when I first started writing the song or it could be years afterwards. And, yeah, a line will come a theme or story will emerge and i'll just kind of chase that until it's done
0: yeah it's um it's interesting how it all comes together for artists Every everyone's got something a little something unique i guess a little nuance of how they do it um and and i think that makes up the the great part that is kind of songwriting um there's no perfect way really and there's no it doesn't come straight out of the book it's what it's what uh i mean normally the the it, it does start with a melody for a lot of people. So um,
1: mm. it's, you know, oh, I, it was interesting reading Mark Lanigan's autobiography, who's one of my favorite singers and he's like, he never learned to play any instrument, but he wrote all the songs and they all just came from lyrics. So I just like, I just can't fathom that like kind of process process map, yeah, like yeah starting from lyrics and then just telling all the musicians like hey I don't know how to I don't know how to do anything on your instruments but form a song from that
0: yeah yeah it's um be amazing amazing to be able to just pull it off that way uh, effectively to turn poetry or uh in some some instances into some of the best songs but uh yeah they're not all poet, not all poetry that's for sure but all right Al you've been nice enough to um offer us a couple of songs live tonight so we're going to kind of kick off with one pretty early uh, and then continue the chat.
1: Okay. I'll play a song then.
0: Sounds good. What do you got for us?
1: Um, I should play songs off of the album. Um, mm. I might play the title track off of the album called Summer's Coming. Beautiful. Do you want me to, like, talk about the song or talk about it afterwards?
0: You can do either, mate. I don't mind which way you want to do it.
1: Okay uh this is a song about like the all right so i like work in renewable energy and i don't know if i mean everyone knows the news that it's not very good um uh everything's getting very hot hence the title summer's coming and this is a song that's sung from the perspective of mother nature but mother nature's obviously um she's got a bit to say about about how we're doing so that's that's what the song's about
2: seen and heard, made to feel a useless girl, but one day soon, man, she'll get hurt. She said, now that summer's coming, I could kill less. About all you motherfuckers, you deserve what you get. A hundred thousand diamonds in a crown on my head. What's the life? Leave in your eyes with both my hands around your neck. Mother lives inside her dreams Where she rules by any means Mass starvation's killing sprees All you people on your knees She said now that summer's coming I could care less About all you motherfuckers you deserve what you get With each extinction thinking God I hope that you're next I see red, I see forever I see nothing I'll miss For these frauds and criminals, and sell our children's future for a fleeting chance to feel adored. She said, Now that summer's coming, I could care less about all you motherfuckers. You deserve what you get. Keep the engine on and it over the cliff. Please take everybody with you when you come to an end.
0: still here mate beautiful thank you that was great loved it um i've heard it live never one-on-one acoustic um Mm.
1: it's uh yeah it's not the most acoustic song in the world but there you go
0: yeah it's pretty special to have it uh stripped all the way back to acoustic and and just yourself um it's great to hear um where did that kind of fit in obviously it became the title track of the album but where did that kind of fit in in the recording of this entire album?
1: where did it fit in the recording of the entire album. uh, uh, So we recorded the album in kind of two halves. Um, We did one set of sessions around May and uh, one set of sessions in November um, last year. And that one we did in the second session. So the first session was at a studio here in Melbourne called Headgap, and then the second session was up in a studio in Sydney called Golden Retriever. And so we did, um, yeah, we did that one up in Sydney.
0: Okay, was that done for any reason, on purpose? To obviously the time, the time to split the uh, split the recordings, um, but even location-wise, what was the what was the reasoning there, or how did that come about?
1: Uh, so our producer, Wade Kieran, is from Sydney, and yeah. so part of it had to do with, whereas me and the rest of the band are down here in Melbourne, and um, so part of it had to do with his availability, but then another part was, I was overseas for a couple of months, and then our drummer, Miranda, was on tour for um, for a few weeks as well. So it's just, yeah, it was just a logistics thing. Yeah. I think it's
0: uh, adds a kind of bit of a different, different feel and flavour to, uh, to. What's it like recording in in just in particular in in two different spaces? Is a real different feel, or it's kind of you you've got the stuff, what you know, what you want to do, doesn't really matter where you get it done as long as you uh, comes out right for you.
1: Probably more of the latter. It was the first time that I'd ever recorded in like fancy schmancy studios, and the first time that I'd ever worked with a producer, and so. The the overall experience was all kind of part of the one same experience. I suppose being I mean going up, you know, going up to Sydney or going anywhere, um, as opposed to just driving home after you've finished recording probably feels a little bit more a little bit more fun, you know. Yep. And uh
0: all the gear made it made it up there okay. Didn't get any of those uh headaches with the planes and all those kind of stories, horror stories you've heard on the back of plane flights. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, luckily, yeah, when we were recording it was fine, but uh, when we just did our tour um, just the last few weeks when we were up in Sydney and Wollongong, um, our bassist, Phoebe's bass never made it. So just had to get a new one up there and that was, you know, that was its own, that was his own adventure. Yeah, but no, for recording it was all fine. Yeah,
0: and are you um, are you one of those kind of guys that really loves or loves to play your your gear? It just feels different, and it feels like you like an extension of you versus grabbing any guitar and doing your thing.
1: Uh, well, I'm left-handed, so there's only a few guitars that I can ever grab. Um, okay. I'm not very uh, compared to compared to other members of my band, I'm not exactly like an audiophile or like a psycho with tone, like my bassist Brendan, or well, guitarist now, but um, uh, he builds his own pedals. And then Steve uh, McLennan from Buried Feather, who was playing a lot of the guitars on the album as well. He's like a real, like he's a psychedelic musician. So he's got, you know, um, he's got a house deposit at his feet every time he steps out on stage. Um, and he's just very, like, he's so clued in to great tones. And so I spent a lot of time, uh, relying on them for the tones that worked. I knew like roughly the tones that I wanted to go for, um, and just had a lot of expertise around me to get them.
0: Yeah, I think, um, well, I can tell you from, for absolute certain, mate, that, launch uh, at not that i saw at Northwood social club absolutely blew me away mate it was incredible um
1: oh, so, that's very uh, you to say thank you
0: thanks for being up there doing your thing mate i know uh obviously freya was a special guest and you had others uh that were there for the for the night but geez the band's super good now um you've come mm. so much so much further in in 12 months is that kind of just because of more playing i know you've added um Yeah, bass. Obviously, bass now. Uh, Brendan switched across the guitar, um, and that—that's kind of made yeah a whole different feel of the band. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, somewhat. um, It—it feels like the yeah just around the time that the album tour was coming up, it felt like the lineup was really clicking, and then the tour. I mean, the tour was. There was a lot of. It was a bit of a roller coaster for a whole variety of reasons, but all of the shows, we were just, yeah, we were playing really well. And it just feels like the, feels like, how do I describe how the lineup's feeling? Feels fucking great. They're like,
2: you
1: know, three of my best friends, and uh, it's a a pleasure being, it's a pleasure doing shows with them.
0: Yeah, look, it must have been pretty special to have, Yeah, close friends to you, obviously, but you know, being being able to play almost night after night for almost a month, um, solid must have been pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, exactly what it's supposed to be, right? What you really want yeah. it to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just wish. Uh, <laughs> just wish you earned money from it, and that you could yeah. do it uh, way more often.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh that's the frustrating part that's for sure um but that's i can tell you mate that's why people like me and friends of ours uh, try and get out to as many gigs as we can mate. And, um, try and support artists um we don't take kind of free tickets or any of that sort of stuff and try and get in and pay where we can and always try and take someone with us that hasn't seen you before so um hopefully we're slowly trying to build build an extra audience as well and, and the great part of that i love uh about gigs and live gigs is is the support um, and, mm. and a lot of the time supports, you know, kind of haven't heard of or whatever. And, and sometimes you, they're really special moments. So, um, that's the magic of, uh, of playing, you know, once ago, once upon a time, mate, you were just a support and now you're a hell of a lot more than a support, mate. But, uh, any chance you do get to support even any band, um, I'm sure you, you just love the fact that you're even out there.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, whether it be, uh, yeah, well, what's your what's your kind of favourite venue at the moment? Have you got one that you kind of played at in the last, you know, maybe month and a half that you just go mate? make? That is a great venue. Forgot how well,
1: really lovely. Very spoiled for choice. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. the Northgate Social Club, lovely room, sounds very nice. Um, Fergie Band Room, which opened up not too long ago, that room sounds really nice, and um, and I like the people that run it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Merry Creek Tavern, just as a uh, as a drinking hall and a place to see intimate shows. I yep. um, have to give a shout-out to Old Bar. Um, and we just played the Tote again after the last chance. Uh, people bought it, and uh, as, as a lot of people do, I've got too many memories there. Um, so... It's nice to go back there and i look forward to you know long may it rain and uh i also love the gem
0: absolutely yeah it looks really hard to go past the gem to be perfectly honest uh weird layout always has been that little l shaped kind of place but it's a it's yeah. a great it's a great little bar um always yeah, rock. there's always gigs um they do a great job there and always feel yeah. well
1: yeah, I just DJed there on Saturday night, and I got cut off at the bar halfway into my DJ set. <laughs> um, but it was—I've been at a couple of Christmas lunches, so it was probably yep. it was probably fair enough.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a better a, a, a good and bad time of year uh, for so many. But um, absolutely. absolutely, you've got a couple of things coming up too. Oh, you're not done yet, mate! Before Christmas, um, tell us a little bit about where people can see you in the next week
1: back at the gym for their christmas party
0: perfect <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um
0: what what that's the 20 is that the 22nd or
1: it's this yeah. it's this saturday the 23rd, 23rd. Um, yeah with just a whole host of other great artists great to be i think we've uh, each they've packed heaps of artists onto the bill so uh, we can only play like three or four songs
0: yeah, okay, great. Um yeah. and the other one you got coming up uh into next year is Tenpole. Uh this you looking forward to this one, mate? Uh
1: yeah, hell yeah, I am. Yeah, it'll be uh
0: it'll be a ripper. Uh fair lineup. yeah, um,
1: yeah couldn't agree more. Um can't wait to see Mogwai.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's not too many you don't want to see there, just quietly on that list. So um mm. be great. Mount Dunedes, always a good one, hopefully good weather. Uh that's always you know the intermittent part of what we've got experiencing these days. Um yeah,
1: I'm just I am nervous that like El Nino summer and that during like middle of humid February, I'm concerned that it is gonna be like you know, 40 degrees and muggy, but um, but you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just get down there and get into it. Um, see what happens.
2: <laughs> um,
0: yeah uh that's great um all right we're going to just touch on summer's coming we're going to touch on the video and just play a little bit of that um, and have a chat Jump on YouTube to uh, check out the rest of that uh, clip. Uh, great clip, mate! Who uh, who came up with this one? And uh, uh, having, one
1: Wild Rose uh, videos uh, or Wild Rose pictures, just out of Melbourne. Yeah, it's cool. Um,
0: where was that mainly shot?
1: Uh, down near Geelong, and then um, and then around like the ports near the maribyrnong river and then through the cbd just in a 1969 camaro Uh, i don't know cars very well but it was it felt real fast and furious
0: yeah absolutely nice petrol guzzler uh that one good
1: yeah yeah it was great (laughs) for the environment
0: (laughs) absolutely um uh let's talk uh let's talk covers for a second or album covers um i did have the clip the cover here. Uh, bear with me a second. I got the right one here. This one. There you go. Uh, that's a single uh, cover. Uh, tell us a little bit about this artwork. I saw a picture of it, but where did it? Um, where did this come from?
1: Uh, so that's my fellow. Uh... Dave Houston or Houston. Um, he runs Cactus Room in Thornbury. His art goes under high, high Noon Moon and he does a bunch of lino cuts. So he did three different uh, lino cuts um, for three singles off of the album and then just changed the colour on the Summer's Coming one for the album cover as well. But just wanted something a bit like, oh, how do I describe it? Like vampire tattoo kind of shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it come up really well. Colors are great too. You know, obviously big contrast colors. But um yeah, I didn't realize it was a lino, lino cup. But yeah, I can absolutely yeah. see. It and
1: nice, uh, very cool. It has like a gatefold vinyl, and then the inside of the vinyl kind of looks like I kind of describe it as like, um, like the menu screen from like a DOS video game that's like set in hell.
2: You're right <laughs> yeah. So yeah
1: just kind just kind of leaning into just kind of goth stuff I think
0: yeah we're just on that limited edition vinyl that's what it looks like that's the limited one um and then obviously there's the the plain black version but uh how many did you run as the um as that the red the red and black
1: uh either 50 or hundred
0: okay yeah it's cool it's um it does have that goth kind of Every girl you yes. ever met, uh, goth, had that goth from the same <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, let's move into uh, one more song, mate. And we're going to get to play one more and then we'll have a chat about uh, some other clips you've you've put together.
1: Okay. Um, I might do, speaking of, uh, I'll do one of the, kind of goth ones Mm. again this is one that sounds very different with like a full band um than on acoustic guitar but this song's called eyes
2: An endless void of cruelty, fear and lies This is the color of my true love's eyes And I'd give anything just to hear him cry Cry my name as he sets my world on fire from a go nowhere town. I was lost but in him I am found. Such a fool to put his trust in me now. Eyes wide open as he spits into my mouth. every night I gather helpless in his thighs Crawling through his chest to a hole where I can hide Reaching for his wrist in a shiny knife Now I wish the world could see the fear in his eyes
0: Beautiful, mate. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. I love that. um It's a good change-up song,
1: for sure. Yeah. I'm loosely in discussions about doing a music video for that one at the moment. Yeah, great.
0: I, I happen to catch a little clip that was recorded uh live at Fight Night
1: um for. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, that was one you put together. uh Yeah, I'll just play a little snippet of it, and uh, we'll just talk about. It. It's a great little. Uh, a couple of series clips you've put together there give me one sec Mm
2: And I'd give anything just to hear him cry, cry my name as he sets my world on fire.
0: cut It off there because once again you'll have to jump on uh YouTube to see the rest of that. But just tell us a little bit of that little recording session and video you put together at uh, live at five night. What was the uh, how did that kind of come together? And I think it's beautifully captured.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, looks great. Um, it was a bit of a weird experience because you could either uh, you could either have cans on and have your amps in other rooms or have your amps in the room. And they had to be turned down like so low um, Mm. for it to work. And so we opted for amps in the room. And so it was like, it was the quietest, like, it was the, yeah, for like a band where it's like, oh, it's a rock band, everything needs to sound loud. It was like the quietest recording session ever. But it just, like, it just looks, I mean, it it looks divine. So that was fun.
0: Yeah, it came out great. Um, Absolutely great. Um, it kind of got a real Sunday body Sunday feel about that. That's that first introing riff.
1: Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like the for the first four, the first four, um the first four notes of the yeah. thing I play on guitar, and then it, yeah. you know, and then it, yeah, changes from there. But yeah, I know what yeah, you mean. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When I first heard it, I thought, wow, that's that's captured, but it's it's got your take on it, which is which is really cool. Um, obviously, it's mm. never never ever supposed to be another someone else's song, but um yeah it's a great song man i love the i love the feel but just tell us a little bit about that that actual um title eyes um you know what's it give us a little bit about a bit of story about the song uh
1: it's a song in which um two gay vampires are having sex with each other
0: great yeah it's it's out there that's good
1: yeah i mean um yeah, write what you know, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the whole vampire thing. It's uh, goth, vampire, dark, deep. Um,
1: yeah, I actually just finished watching all seven seasons of Buffy last night. I'd never yeah. watched never watched that all the way through. Great show.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, can't remember watching it not, not years ago now, obviously, but, uh, yeah, it kind of really skipped me by. But you go back and watch some of those things now, as got body, brilliant, <laughs> really
2: yeah, well done. Yeah,
0: no, it stands out you yeah, know, really ahead of their time, I guess. In respect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Yeah. All right. Um. There's another one I just want to touch on. I see a lot of people record in this kind of mode, and that's the so far uh, sessions. Mm. Uh, really different concept, as far as you know. You don't know what you're getting at the time as a punter. Um, you get told a venue not long before the gig and you don't know who you're going to see, which is really cool. Uh, Yeah. uh, It's it's a bit of a must-do, actually, uh, I think, for a lot of artists. Um, Just tell us a little bit about that experience for you and where did you end up?
1: I ended up at Revolver. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they filmed it at Revolver, and it was the strangest experience because they say, uh, don't advertise it. Don't tell anyone that you're doing it. we bring the audience, uh, which compared to like when you get booked other shows, it's like don't book this show unless you can bring a hundred people. Like you have to prim- like if you don't print posters and you don't advertise on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, just like give up. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was very odd, mm-hmm. but it but it was lovely. Yeah,
0: it's a really bizarre. Um, but such a cool concept, uh, and long may yeah. it continue. Because every artist I've spoken to has played it, um, reckons it's something they've always wanted to do or heard about it. Or, um, yeah, was also, or did you get hit up to play it?
1: No, I got hit up to play it. It's also cool because you know, being a being a rock band that just plays in bars all the time, it's a it's a vastly different type of audience, hmm. and um, I. You know, with, with this project, one of the reasons why I started doing it was because I do enjoy playing solo acoustic songs yeah. and yeah. and playing um, full band shows. And so it's, um, yeah, you know, it's a it's a great acoustic gig and yeah. uh, it definitely tick that box.
0: So what do you find with that audience there? They're very much a listening audience. They want to be there. It's a pin drop kind of moment type audience and they're just there and fully engaged. Yeah.
1: And I've like I grew up going to folk festivals and stuff like that, and I find that um, yeah, just like sitting down and listening to shows and uh, with a lot of folk artists, um, the story of the songs and like where they all come from and telling that story in between songs and stuff like that is is par for the course. Whereas for you know larger bands, louder bands, it's a bit more. Uh, yeah, it's a bit more like kind of it's a it's a different experience, and it's uh, not to sound too kind of highfalutin or something, but it's a bit more kind of physical and stuff like that. And if you take a bunch of time in between the songs to talk about all the songs and tell the stories and stuff like that, it can like it can kind of add its own flavor, but it can also detract from it can detract from the overall experience. And, yeah. And so, yeah, it's different audiences, different styles of shows, and uh, I'm I'm a fan of both. So it's nice to be able to play both.
0: Yeah, it sure is. All right, I've uh, taken a little clip, so hopefully uh, no one minds me playing this, but little clip for uh, oh, my Darling. This is a, this is a ripper.
2: heaving sea of right now, let it never end Thinking I'll be leaving soon Suddenly something across the room I feel your eyes call. Wide light blankets the wall Shadows first met And we touched in sin
0: Go. i'm gonna uh leave that for, for you to go back and and research and check that out everyone um please go out and check so far and check out some of the, some of the other uh, artists they've had on it's their incredible sessions if you ever want to just sit on the couch and just relax and enjoy a night of feeling like they're in your lounge room uh that's the time to do it um so congratulations mate on on getting that one done yeah like you said probably not the not the place you probably would have picked even the revolvers with a completely different bar for a whole range of reasons but yep. um yeah what a magic place to do it really somewhere different
1: yeah it's uh you know makes it makes it a bit novel it's not yeah. what i it's not what my experience at revolver had previously been
0: sure Sure, it's uh, and probably will never be again. Uh, let's face it, you probably uh, never go and play that type of gig there ever. If you ever played Revolver uh, as a band, um, it'll be back in the style of uh, full rock band, big show, full energy, and no chats between songs,
1: that's for sure. No, I think they'd Absolutely. tear you apart if you started talking too much there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right, I'm just going to play a clip from uh, Justine. Uh, it's another one uh, of my favourites, mate, uh, off your album, so here we go.
2: Justine, you further yet to fall. There's no
0: It's got a bit of a vintage old watching rage um back in the day mate it's it's a great clip different look different look lighter hair
1: um yeah it almost makes me want to get a haircut
0: (laughs) a few years ago that one um
1: yeah yeah a few years ago all i remember from that clip was like so it's shot shot in slow motion and as the clip goes on i start running behind the car i was in boots and had to keep running over and over and over again, and like by the end of the video, I'm actually like running about as fast as I could run, and the next day I couldn't walk. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's always uh, there's always a good story behind uh, any clip that's put together.
1: Oh, you got to you got to mate. Yeah, mm. uh,
0: and this was off uh, off this album from memory. Um, yeah, mm. it's a little different. Um, Our Matt Cot looking these days um back from the early days but you gotta you gotta progress you gotta move um you've been you're lucky enough to be in a position where you get to grow your hair mate uh as i mentioned before that uh i don't get many options these days so uh, yeah
2: both,
0: uh, i'm envious it's fair to say the least color and uh length yeah well i mean
1: yeah what can i say yeah Exactly. neither of us can grow a beard though so yeah that's right.
0: Um, all right, well, tell us what's next for Al Madco. When can you, when are you going to kind of be back out there, um, I suppose, back in the uh, recording studio again? I, I dare say after a couple of years of, you know, heart, headache uh, as far as getting this album together during post-COVID, all that sort of story, you must be uh, itching uh, to get back out there again and do it again.
1: Uh, yeah, looking to record around the middle of next year just about to tee up with, um, Brendan and start putting together the demos. Got most of the album finished. Um, like in terms of, in terms of the songs, like melodies and lyrics and stuff like that. And so, yeah, just I'm emotionally very in that Mm. at the moment. So yeah, working on, working on all those songs every day. Yeah. Can you
0: give us a little sneak into, uh, you know, where that's kind of heading, is it a different feel or is it uh, along the lines of kind of some of these songs that have are on that current album?
1: Uh, no, so this album was very, um, this was kind of, it, the whole album is about like the climate crisis and it's very um, grim and bleak and uh, this next album, there's a little bit more light uh, coming into it. Um, there's some, so like I, even when I try and write like kind of happy songs or brighter songs or whatever, they tend to, um, they tend to not be very thematically bright at all, but, um, the, the melodies, are the melodies are a bit nicer. It's definitely more kind of country and acoustic. Um, got a song on there, got a song on there about sleeping beauty, got a song on there about the the Ben Robert Smith trial. If you, if you were following that one, um, uh, what else have I got on there? Um, yeah, some kind of sweeter songs. It took, it's taken me, I've been with my fiance for almost, Oh, now I'm going to look bad, uh, a bit over eight years. Yeah. And, um, it's taken me until now to actually, uh, write songs about her so hopefully those ones aren't too sad otherwise i might copper stern talking to yeah absolutely um
0: but i'm sure uh yeah eight years a long time mate in any in anyone's language so if you're just still together in eight years you must be doing something right as is she I do. she's lucky to have you mate so uh a talented musician like yourself um let's hope uh one day you hopefully can do this uh, a little bit more uh for love and money uh not just love yeah uh yeah we'll see yeah exactly it would be nice wouldn't it um mm-hmm. all right just give us a couple of your biggest inspirations as far as you know currently uh in your music uh life as far as not not so much current artists we'll talk about that in a second but um just musicians that you've kind of follow, um bands and um songwriters who's really influenced you kind of in your current um eras that, uh, in amongst the last kind of 10 years?
1: Uh, in the last 10 years? Uh, all right. Well, for the Summer's Coming album, the artists that were really inspiring me were Mark Lanigan, Kelsey Wolf, uh, the electronic artist Blank Mass, um, Swans, um, this kind of uh, prog rock, stoner rock band called Elder. Um, and yeah, and then for this next batch, it's, yeah, it's gotten a lot more acoustic. Uh, still like Sharon Van Etten, I'm fairly obsessed with. Um, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Vile, like his album, Smoke Ring for My Halo, is um, I'm spending a lot of time listening to that at the moment. Um, and then artists who I've always drawn, for, like kind of excessive inspiration from, like Elliot Smith, um, Cat Power, Marissa Nadler, um, and and yeah. But in terms of albums, like that, I've just been slamming recently there's this uh there's a seattle doom metal band called Bellwitch whose album uh the clandestine gate i've been listening to a lot it's like 180 minute doom metal track which is which is sick uh and then this other band from austin texas called being dead and their album when horses would run I don't know, it's like a just kind of uh, Chaotic, fun, garage, rock, um, with just heaps of twists and turns that are always really catchy with very, very remarkable uh, vocal harmonies and just a great sense of humour. Yeah. Let's, uh,
0: mate, thanks for that. Um, and, and maybe a, a local band doing the thing somewhere in Australia that, uh, or you've toured or has supported you anywhere um, recently. Give us one um that you'd love to kind of give a bit of a shout out to on on this show uh someone that you go like. the
1: one that i'm wearing Doc, dr shaw's unusual practice my okay. drummer miranda plays in that band as well and they yeah they fucking rip
0: they sure do they sure do and uh yeah. it's a great band it's always a great band and uh, another one uh who i'm going to see friday night um uh grinspoon and supported by private function which will be an uh, absolute yeah.
2: Private function, uh, yeah
1: uh my uh aiden mcdonald the drummer of that band is one of my oldest dearest friends yeah um can't and wait they are a hoot and a holler.
0: great to see them flying as well um mm. absolutely all right um uh, we're just going to touch on one more song before we finish this is another song on on summer's coming um our mother, um, the mountain. We're going to play a little clip from that and then just have a quick chat about it.
2: Hmm. My lover comes to me with a rose on her bosom, the moon's dancing purple all through her black hair. When a lady's in waiting, she'll stand neath my window And the sun will rise soon on the false and the fair Singing soon
0: Couple of cheeky little special guests on that one as well you get to see some footage of there um mm. great to have extra musicians uh great friends of yours that call in at any time mate and be part of uh part of the show part of the fun
1: yeah i mean i was just uh i was stoked to have freya josephine Hollick be up for being a part of it all
0: yeah she's uh got an incredible voice and a fantastic act in herself. Uh, mm. Long way I continue, hopefully you can get her uh, again and play some more music. Um, she was fantastic at your launch as well, Northgate Social mm. Club. Um, so we're going to touch on uh, this gig as well we've got coming up. This is, uh, this one's coming up. Uh, it's just gone, sorry, has it? Uh, no, it got postponed. It
1: got postponed yeah, right. because a bunch, bunch of the other artists all got COVID and so, okay. yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, I look forward to whenever it happens. Yeah, cool. Um, all right.
0: yes. well, uh, I didn't realise that one had been postponed, so we'll we'll come back to that one at a later date um, for a worthy cause, no doubt. So, um, all right, Al. Um, just give us one thing. If it wasn't music for you, where do you think you were going to head? Um, what What was if it wasn't obviously you got from a from musical family and music inspired family as well. But um, what did you think you were going to do if it wasn't music for you?
1: I uh, couldn't tell you. I've been working in renewable energy for the last uh, almost seven years uh, for a, a good company. And, um, it's yeah, I'm happy I've ended up working in that field because, um, yeah, because uh, yeah, we're all going to die otherwise. Um, not that I'm saying that I'm what stands between us and Armageddon, but, um, yeah. No, I wouldn't have had a clue. I spent years just working in factories. I taught English in Colombia for a while. Um, uh, yeah, very, not even a jack of all trades because I'm pretty useless at most things. Um, so uh, no, I've just kind of stumbled stumbled my way into into where I am now and, and happy on here. But no, I'm, all I've ever thought about since I was a kid is music, so um, yep. hence, why, hence why you keep doing it, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And if there's one festival I could transport you and the band right now too, it um, can be any festival from any era you've ever kind of looked at or watched or whatever, is there one that you kind of think, God, I would love to play that or have played that?
1: Uh, well, everyone from Melbourne says Meredith, um, and aside from that, uh, pickathon outside Portland, um, and levitation. Cool.
0: Where's where's levitation?
1: Uh, it's either in California or in Austin. I'm pretty sure somewhere in California, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, no problem. All right. We'll look it up. Uh, check it out. Um, all right, Al. Uh, it's great to see you, um, even though it's only, only on this medium. Um, Hopefully, we get out to see you again at the Gem, potentially Saturday night uh, to round off Christmas. Um, uh, it'll be a great gig, uh, absolutely for sure. A couple of songs each and some great musos and friends in the room. Uh, it'll be an incredible way to kick off Christmas. Um, so, most importantly, mate, stay safe. Uh, thanks for joining us on episode 124. Uh, look forward to catching up with you definitely in 2024. Uh, it's going to be your year, mate. Um, and I look forward to seeing you at another gig soon.
1: No worries. Thank you very much for having me.
0: No worries. Have a great week. See you, Al. All right. Fantastic to have Al Matcott join us on episode 124 of So What's Been Happening. Um, stay tuned to find out um, who we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll take a couple of weeks off probably, and then we'll got some exciting announcements for early probably mid-jan onwards but I'd like to just uh, have a special thank you to some of these uh, incredible artists that we've had uh, on the show in the last um, two years, two and a bit years now. so um, if your name is on that list, um, thank you so much for being part of this show and look forward to having you back on um, in the next kind of 12 months, 18 months and talk about all the good things uh, that are happening in music. And just to check out some more of got stuff about us uh, on our link tree is you for your final, our latest information. Uh, this podcast goes up as an audio podcast also stays on YouTube. So please check it out. Please feel free to share, uh, this on, on the socials as we all do. Um, and Alcott, Al Matcott is who you're looking up. Uh, I'll just bring up the website here to check it out. A-L-M-A-T-C-O-T-T. Uh, com. please check that out and uh most importantly buy an album jump on and uh it's great to have cheer squad records and tapes supporting Al matcott um so fantastic to see Um, all right guys have a great week and we'll see you soon